0: Well, and welcome back to another live stream. Thanks for joining us. Every week I seem to just say, I'm so excited to do this. And I get to talk to people that I really respect and admire. And then I get to share them with you. And that seems like such a great deal for me. So um, love to know where you are and who you are today. Checking in from wherever parts of the world. Hopefully you're warm if you're in the United States. I know that's becoming increasingly challenging in the last couple of weeks. Hope you're safe in whatever place you find yourself. But uh, please just pop in the chat, whether you're listening to us on LinkedIn or you're listening to us on Facebook or YouTube, wherever that you're live with us right now, pop in the stream. If you're watching this later, you could still add a comment to the stream. And uh, when we see that, we'll respond to you in kind. Uh, So as I tell you, I'm so excited about sharing people. This is somebody that actually has changed my brand fundamentally. So uh, my memory of how we met is completely gone. I have no idea how I met, but I'm glad I met her because at the time I had one of the most lame brands going. I kind of had this hodgepodge. I I remember I was mostly a speaker at the time. and had this microphone and the Michelli experience and probably the worst font that anybody could have. And the whole message was, hey, I have a microphone. Uh, God knows what that meant. But uh, anyway, there was no thought to it, no sense of you know, who am I? What do I bring to the table? What does this brand say about me? And then how do I live into the brand? None of that until I met our guest today, Suzanne Tulian, who you're going to get to know from her books. You're going to get to know how she thinks about branding, particularly at a personal brand level today. So without any further ado, because I could go on and on and on and then we'd have no time to hear from her. So uh, let's make it happen. Please join me. How are you?
1: I'm so well and so excited to be here, Joseph. Thank well, you. I'm
0: glad that you're here. So, uh, you know, I think as we were doing the green room, you said you remember how we met. So I, I owned up to the fact that all I know is that you came in, you know, as the cavalry to a wounded brand guy, a wounded, a guy who had a wounded brand and you rescued it. Um, but how did we actually meet? Because that's the part of the story I pick
1: up on. Uh, I don't know if you were living out here in Denver or, or in Colorado Denver probably. Colorado Springs
0: actually yeah oh, okay. so your neck of the woods, I think. Yeah.
1: You came down or you you did a, a speaking event and I attended this event and I was so blown away <laughs> by what you knew and how you delivered what you delivered with all the information. you made it fun. You, that's when you had that clown nose you always Oh yeah,
0: I had a clown nose. Now I just have a clown nose. Well, but I don't have the red one anymore. Just Oh,
1: it. that was so good. Yeah. So when I was experiencing you and then the the information that you were having passed out to us, the handouts and the materials, I noticed cognitive dissonance.
0: <laughs> my brand was super lame, even though the, I had a bigger visual. bigger stage presence than my yeah, brand.
1: Yeah, your visual was so sophisticated. It was so entertaining and so good. It's like, this guy yeah. is a And he's showing up like it's a do it yourself sort of, you know, word doc form with, you know, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, he needs to look so much better than this to match, to have some resonance there instead of dissonance.
0: And I still remember that that part of whenever I said yes to the possibility of having my brand updated, I probably knew how bad it was, too. Um, But when I did, it wasn't a process of let me just show you a few different images. Right. I mean, and and. You know, if you were to go on Fiverr or any of these, I can build you a brand for twenty five dollars and you get 60 different graphics. Right. It's so not what a brand is. And I'm so excited that that you kind of the book literally now a couple of them on branding. So let's let's uh, share a little bit about these books that you you have out of the universe and kind of take them in chronological order, but we're going to focus on the new one. So you put this out a few years back with a colleague. And what was your goal in igniting your business's brand DNA?
1: So the the goal was to get a process out there to middle market size companies when we wrote the, the DNA book. And that was to enable them to go inside the organization themselves and identify, define, and then begin to literally align themselves to with their systems and processes, their leadership, their culture, their vernacular, their communication—how do they align themselves to a set of core attributes that they declare they stand by and they stand for in their promise of delivering? So, the brand DNA book that was written in 2010 is when we published it. So no way!
0: No right. way! That can't yeah, be. I was, you I was young, young then. I That's was young it. then. Yeah. So 2010. Well, we're, we're, so 2021 now we can't keep talking about 20. <laughs> oh, now I've, I've covered myself up with the book. Talk about great branding. <laughs> Let's just focus on the book then I'll go to a single shot. Uh, so tell me what, what prompted you to do this? This is new. This is this is, uh,
1: is new. It's, it's basically that same methodology of fleshing out the attributes of the core brand DNA, but it's really directed to that solopreneur, the leader, Um, The brokers, you know, distributors, those people that are might be 1099s but still distributing, you know, their wares or they own the book of their business, so to speak, they become the brand of their business. This is really written to them. It's expanded a bit because when you brand a person, you're really looking at a much broader aspect. It's not just what they do in their business. Obviously, it's who they are, how they show up in their family, in their communities, in relationships. So. It's a little bit broader, but it's focused on speaking to the, the person who owns the brand literally.
0: Okay. So uh, I since I've read the book and I know kind of some of the cool things that are happening here, let me take us on a, a tour. It's not a three-hour tour. It's just a 40-minute tour of this book, and it's not going to give it enough justice. But let's, let's do that thing. So kind of at, at the very beginning of, of this work, which I've recommended, by the way, I'm actually on the cover as being recommending this book so yeah that's me on the top there they people can't can't see it but that's me saying great things about the book um and oh by the way the other thing i didn't say in the introduction is not only have i used you in my own brand development but i've also i have clients who i'm trying to build branded customer experiences for and guess what we don't really have a brand to build an experience around and so i've i've uh, reached out to you we've contracted with you we've Mm subcontracted with you we've done all kinds
1: I just lost you, Joseph.
0: I got so excited, I popped myself right out of the screen. There you are. (laughs) Um, But but I'm I'm getting messaged by my uh, producers asking, oh, there we go, uh, if I'm still around. Um, So anyway, my. I have used you not only in my own brand and trusted you with my own brand, but I have you know, clients who rely on me to do work. I've said, this is the person who needs to do it. All right. So let's go to uh, the primer on what people can learn from this amazing, wild, crazy, cool book of yours. And it starts with, you kind of got to look in, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. start with a honest, thoughtful, genteel self-assessment of who you are. Is that fair?
1: Yes, it does. You know, personal branding is is for, if we can just define what a personal brand is, that might help uh, us kind of roll into these chapters. A personal brand is just a set of perceptions. So it's what others think of you, but ideally it's what you think of yourself on a regular basis so that you can get more conscious, strategic, and deliberate and actually showing up that way and delivering um, at a very conscious level. I think that most of us have, most people that I know are living so in an external world, they're so externally impacted by things around them, that they're no longer internally driven. And if we can get ourselves back into being more internally driven, by getting crystal clarity on who we say we are, or believe ourselves to be, we can start acting in ways that that and enable us to show up and showcase what that is on a very regular basis and be less impacted by these external situations and challenges that we have.
0: So, so I, I, if I remember in the book, you kind of honestly owned up like you went transparent and said, Look, there were times in your life where you weren't on brand, like you were nope. living somebody else's desire of you. And it takes a bit of courage, doesn't it, to, to kind of first look inside and then claim it and live it.
1: When you say claim it, I think you're right on the spot there. You nail it because it's about ownership and really stepping into that ownership of who you are. And what you were talking about is that I had some major issues with being bullied growing up. And I never really understood who I am personally because I was always trying to fit in or fear of not fitting in really and being bullied. More was kind of my uh, turning point, my my introspection that caused me to start thinking about well, who am I really then? If I'm not a fit for this group of people, and why would I be? I mean, it's treated me like crap, right? <laughs> so what then? What do I want to stand for, and how should I start showing up? I think that's where it all began.
0: Way back. You know, I did. I I think you've you've rubbed off on me. I did a TED talk, and I was talking about this, the art of branding. I mean, it's my TED talk much more about kind of the experience of a brand, but but part of the beginning discussion is it seems like we're somewhere between wanting to fit in, like not be so weird that we're not part of the thing, and then not wanting to fit in too much. I, I, I like it to the point where everybody was getting tattoos, right? Like, you know, we're going to be renegades because we're all getting tattoos, but at some point when everybody gets tattoos, maybe you're not a renegade anymore. Maybe you're mainstream. So can, can you help me with that sort of tension between how do you know what's distinctly you versus you following the crowd, not getting any distinction or differentiation?
1: So I would say initially it's all gut, right? You can tell if it feels icky and that you're trying to show up as something you're not, you feel it. It's a, this is really about tapping into what, what it is that you are truly aligned to. And so that you can see when you're not aligned or feel when you're not aligned to that action or behavior or what you say or, or you're thinking or feeling from others. So, you know, by your gut, for sure, it's, we just have to pay more attention to what that is. Like oftentimes we've gone into networking events and we've left there feeling icky. Like what was that about?
0: <laughs> yeah. So joining us from Texas, I've been in chat here uh, on the side. See, I can, men can multitask, None. No, we can't. That's a lie. Uh, But I have engaged Sarah who's been in the chat. She's calling us or contacting us uh, part of the stream from the great state of Texas where I hope she is warm today. Oh, my goodness. Um, But in the context of talking about brand, I mean, she is a real estate uh, agent broker and Mm -hmm. she works in the context of another brand. So, you you know, there's a, a brand entity and then she's got an individual brand inside of a brand. And her key advice is you just got to always keep developing your brand. But talk to me a little bit about the individual brand and then all the other places that our brand shows up, maybe underneath or nested inside of another brand.
1: Well, so that's a big question and it's complicated. But we as people, human beings, and we are the face of the, the services that we deliver on. And outside of our business too, like I mentioned before, we have a, a set of characteristics that people know us to be, as we get to know them and communicate with them. So they develop these perceptions of us. And your brand is really, since it's just a set of perceptions, the good news is, is everyone has a brand already. The bad news is, is everyone has a brand already. Right. The real question is, is are we in control of it? Are we conscious enough about it or unconsciously developing our brand to our external audiences? And when we go in and develop it, as she was saying, those that that's a process of identifying core values, your brand style attributes, what makes you different, setting standards of living and performance, developing a mantra and a brand why statement or a promise statement that you start to then live by so you can stay in your lane and stay focused.
0: All right. So slow down. You got too many things going at me all at once. I mean, I so you got this You got this state of being where you kind of have to think about what is your truth? What is your existing brand project out in the world? There's all that. And then you start talking about style, right? And in your book, you're, you know, this whole thing about you have a style, but are you leveraging it? And so, um, I was you know that I had a style, I was I had no idea, so it's good to know. Uh, but talk to me about what you mean by you have a style, but are you leveraging?
1: Yeah, each of us have a set of attributes that define a personality style that people know us by. Um, mine is being super transparent. I'm really just right there, laying it out on the table with people. I love efficiencies, so I see where efficiencies can can happen. And I'm a little impatient because I'm so about efficiencies. So people get to know my personality based on my own actions and behaviors. And when I can define those particular attributes, I can now begin to leverage them to create distinction. So as a coach and consultant and 100,000 other consultants around the world, I can I can define who I am to my client or my prospects on my website and my narratives and my marketing and speak to how I deliver what my promises or my services are. But I love
0: this. Hold on. I love this this transparency thing. You gotta go to her website, brandascension.com, because there is no one else I know that is as transparent on their website. And I don't mean in a kind of like a freaky weird way. You just are willing to share parts of yourself that I feel too old to do. Like I come from a generation where we don't talk about what our favorite song is on a website or whatever it might be. You're just like there, and I think people a place to connect with you. You know, there are things that you're, you know that that you share on your website. I go, oh yeah, I, I'm like that. And then there are things like, that. but at least I know who you are, and that's in keeping with how you know yourself to leverage your style right?
1: Yeah. So when I build out my brand and I am, I am a successful brand requires the personal, the person to be highly consistent because consistency builds trust. And when I'm building out my brand, I have to be consistent. I have to be authentic to my personal brand presence, to my personal brand DNA. And I have to be, um, distinctive in how I continuously up level how I deliver on consistencies or how I deliver my transparencies. So I can continue, but I'm staying still in my lane in whatever program or product or whatever it is that I'm delivering to people who trust me and know me, they're gonna buy it or they're gonna buy into it, right? It's just like Apple, you know, Apple's we're talking about a big entity here, but it with Steve Jobs, he built a following around innovation in the way he was able to innovate. So anything that they developed, there were lines and lines and lines of people. They haven't even tried it yet, the product, but they trusted it enough because they knew um, there was consistency in how they showed up. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and people who know my brand probably know I'm not absolutely linear. I'm going to just jump over And then We just had somebody write, how do you find out how people see you and define those elements? And, right. and it's interesting because I know it's in your book and I know it's a little nonlinear because that's part of some of the beginning phases of the work that you have people do. Right. So mm-hmm. do you want to do you mind just stepping back with me to to that part of the book and, and how you go about getting some data on what is your style? What is your known brand as it is today?
1: So I always would will tell my clients that it's time when you start working with me, it's time to stop. Listening to the peanut gallery for a moment, the peanut gallery are all those people out there just for a moment until we can go inward and truly get a sense of who we are. And the activities in the book are designed specifically to help you flush all of that information out. It's step by step. So when you say, what's the how, how do you go about doing this? You follow the step by step. So you can literally flush that out. And then once you have something that you believe is true to be who you are and authentic, then you start testing it out there and you say, I believe I'm, uh, I'm transparent. And then you go out to your peanut gallery, friends and family and community and say, on a scale of one to 10, how transparent do you feel that I am? So now we have a basis, a structure to then ask the question. Otherwise, If we go to Facebook and we say, what do you think about me? What are the three words you would say about me? You're going to be all over the board because people have different filters and they're going to name and label you as differently. And it's just going to cause confusion.
0: Yeah, I got to get out from underneath your book. I don't care how good the book is. I'm going to break myself from your book. Um, So I was I actually was thumbing through it as you were doing your answer in my uh, my multitasking approach. And I think that that's one of the great reasons that I was so behind the book, literally behind the book um, in my endorsement, um, is that these are really practical steps. It's not how you do it, but you can make some really big missteps. Like if you do over rely and, and then, I have this belief that we tend to go to the people that we want to hear back from the things that we that are most likely to say the things we want to hear. So you know, uh, if I asked my mom, you know, in the day, she would have said all the things I wanted my brand to be <laughs> perceived, even if it wasn't true. Um, so it's important, I think, to go through this more methodical process, this more disciplined process, not so you know willy nilly, and and not take the risk that you're imposing some biases in there that that really aren't helping you get to where you need to be with your brand. All right, okay, well, so. I, w- I would tell
1: you that if I could add, if if we don't define ourselves who we are, then guess who's gonna do it for us?
0: Yeah, right? the people around us or the, yeah, the market will or any number of things probably.
1: There's a great quote I use in a lot of my um, workshops and trainings It says, how we believe we are perceived shapes who we become. Hmm. So That's a cycle,
0: isn't it? I mean, it's like a, either virtuous or a vicious cycle. Uh, but it is. Cycle. If we
1: believe everybody out there, then we're going to adapt and be a chameleon to all of that and never find our true self and never be able to stand in our own power.
0: You know, one of the things about the book is you really identify a truth that I think I probably have not fully appreciated, like 73 Million people are, you know, running a business without any employees. They're solopreneurs or they're small businesses. Uh, maybe ten ninety nines on them, but th- this notion that personal branding, sometimes for so many people, it they are the brand. There is not even a satilla of separation. Um, and in any other case, even if there is an external mm-hmm. brand of the brand, which is often the truth of a of a founder or entrepreneur. There was no question there. I was just free associating, but okay. Uh, So let me go to, let me go to your, let me go to your next point because this was something you started to get into like when you were riffing on all of this Mm -hmm. stuff. um, There is a kind of need to set some standards. Can we talk a little bit about what you mean by standards in brands so that you can live the fullest of your potential?
1: So, yeah, that great question. Um, For the business side, when when I wrote my brand DNA book, the first book, which was for the, the middle market size companies, we called it standards of performance, and they hit four areas. It was employees, customers, processes, and financial. And they all were statements and declarations, basically, that we would facilitate the company to come up with for those four buckets so that they had something at some level to live up to. And it all... Um, reverted back to the core values they develop, the brand the personality of the organization they develop. So it all tied together, linked together. And so in the personal brand clarity book, we call them um, standards of living. And there's an, there's a few additional buckets there. There's six buckets instead of four because work is just one bucket community is one bucket your family is one bucket your well spiritual well-being is one bucket financial is one bucket right so it's important for them to set standards based on their core values and their style attributes to infuse into their life and level up to live those standards so they're really reflecting a lot and deciding what does this core value mean to me What does the style attribute mean to me and how will I begin to literally behave differently in that space so that I can I can start walking my talk and delivering on what I say I am. I promise.
0: Well, so I I love this because a brand is a pretty disciplined thing. Do do you know what I mean? It's It's not. that. Yeah. I mean, it really is to stay. I see people who go off brand all the time and and that doesn't mean that it's not, well, sometimes it's not who they are. They're just trying to right. play out to an audience that they think would be attracted by something. And then as soon as they do, they almost snap their brand. Like they pulled the elastic rubber band <laughs> to a point where what, whatever it was you just did is not going to fit with who you claim to be. Um, it's hard and Do you never. see that? I mean, do you see that out in the mm-hmm. world where brands kind of, overreach and then they're nothing to anyone
1: Uh, all the time. Uh, And I don't, I don't know if I want to name a few of them, but you all know, um, brands that personal brands, even celebrities that have shown up for a certain amount of time in this certain way. And then all of a sudden, um, something really terrible happens in their actions and behaviors and they, they lose the trust of all of their audiences. And it's a shock because it's so out of character what you know to be true about them, what you thought you knew to be true about them. But I'm telling you, you know, until you can get resonating and and authentic with who you are, being someone else or something outside of that is, is unsustainable and it causes stress and you're unhappy and it's just your life isn't in flow because you're trying to be out of alignment. And it's so much easier to be in alignment and being clear with who you are.
0: All right, so I've got up on the screen where I'm going next. Um, and frankly, I've worked with brands to create a mantra. So this is something I've done. I've not kind of done the work of getting the brand architecture in place, but once it's in place, I have helped them try to come up with something that I view as a mantra that is inspiring, that defines their aspirations, as specifically as it relates to the way it affects customers, right? Um, yes. And so someday I'll have to have you see some of the things that I've done and you can tell okay. me how way off they are. But but I do think that if you don't know why you exist, kind of in the, I know you quote Simon Sinek in the book, but yeah. but if you don't know why you exist and if you don't have something that kind of inspires you and creates a visual image of the thing you aspire to do, because I think you can say it in a couple of words and and that may be really memorable, but it's not always inspirational. so I think of these things as really like the meat and potatoes of getting people's hearts into the brand. Can you talk a little bit about why you think you need a why in mantra? That's kind of like really circular. Why do you need a why? Why, why, <laughs> why?
1: Because a a we all know why is your purpose, right? And we know why we get up out of bed every day and do what we do every day. Uh, but Joseph, you work with a lot of companies with employees, much bigger companies as well. and. The mantra, or I, for them, I call it the plat- brand platform and the the promise. But for personal brands, I call it the mantra and knowing your why. It just it just resonates with the personal um, being better. The mantra and the why are tools. I see them as tools because all of us get out of alignment. All of us lose sight of of you know being inspired, and we need a tool to help us remember who we are and what we're here to do, what we're here for. And so developing the mantra, you can only do that after you've done the work of the DNA. So it's a compilation of all of those pieces and parts that you've just uh, come up with through the process. And then you, you kind of whittle it down into three or four words or a phrase That speaks the essence of that brand, your brand. And you can use it as a tool to remember who you are and get you back into alignment, get the vibration back up and running, and get you excited again about who you are. So it's, you know, we're all in funk every once in a while. You know, we have to get out of that. And that's the tool.
0: You know, a lot of people think of the brand as what you go to market with or the way you advertise or your trade dress or a variety of other things. I live in the other side of it, like all that work's been done and now, how do you show up in your email voice? How do you show up at moments of truth that matter to your customer? Um, And I think you're one of the people who gets it because I see a lot of branding folks who come in and they get to the point of trade dress logo design, tagline design, and then they're out of there. Uh, And then it just goes, it it rots behind that. So talk to me a little bit about what it takes to go from having the infrastructure to really living it out and aspiring even to be a world-class brand in the area that you you commit yourself.
1: Wow. So I just want to clarify that you market a brand, right? Marketing is a function that is a, a verb. You go out there, disseminate and communicate all the information of the brand. And if you haven't identified and defined the brand, then what are you marketing is the question. So that's the big mic drop, like, oh, my gosh, I haven't defined my brand yet. I've got to go to market. And if you're out there marketing already, you're just chasing the clients. You're not You're not doing a pull strategy to who you are as a brand. And I would say that living it out is the most important thing. So in order to align yourself with the brand, both at the personal brand level and the business brand level with employees, is we have to understand what it is. We have to identify and define it. And then we can begin to really get creative. This is the fun part. This is the, I, I, I contract for six months with companies, right? So the first two months is really, um, if, if we're doing it through the, the virtual uh, program, we identify and define the brand and all the aspects of, and pieces and parts of that. And then the next four months is all about inculcation, infusion, behaviors, changing scripts, changing vernacular, Um, messaging, all those things, doing experientials for the the employees, getting them infused in owning those attributes and and stepping into what that looks like. So that's becoming world-class because good brands are successful because they're walking their talk and delivering on their promise. That's what makes them successful. You know this, Joseph.
0: Uh, no, I just, I like hearing you. Oh my gosh, this brand, this book of yours cannot get, it. hey, I love, no, but for the, for the love of gosh, okay, <laughs> there we are. I'm back. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of an honor to be functionally behind your brand book. Uh, all right, let's, so, you know, as I listen to this world-class thing, it, it does get to be like putting, growing up into your brand a bit, right? I mean, it's, I think it's hard to be a world-class brand when you're just kind of getting started uh, in the sense that there's so much to understand your brand, so much to figure out how do we make it show up in the entire journey uh, of every touch point. I think, you know, I I probably stole this from somebody. At least I think I modified it. it. It might've been Bezos who said that, you know, brands are what people say about us when we're not around. And so for me, there's a lot of work for us to know what we want them to say, and mm-hmm. the world-class brands figure out how to narrow the gap between what they want people to say, what they experience, and what ends up getting said. So, can yeah. you talk a little bit about that? And then, and then I, I really want to get to kind of your point about internal and external environment yeah. factors on brand. Um, so, anyway, there you go. So
1: I would say you know marketing gets them in the door, but it's your brand that keeps them coming back. So when when you um, invest enough in um, whether you're personal or business brand in alignment to who you say you are when you invest the time and effort and it doesn't even have to cost a lot of money. I mean, that's one of my six myths of small business branding is that branding costs too much money. When you invest in alignment, alignment is training alignment is consciousness alignment is infusion of those attributes into your everyday operations your customer experience your follow through right your messaging all of those pieces and when we can get more aligned people know what to say about you they know because you you're doing this consistently so it's not like we even have to train any any of our you know prospects or clients out there what to say they say what they know to be true based on their experience with you
0: And you're selecting people who can represent your brand and you're training people on what your brand looks like and how it's different than the dry cleaner across the street and how they do business. Is it really, uh, it's everything filters through this, right? It
1: does. Yes.
0: So that kind of gets me, that gets me to the internal brand external environment, right? I mean, this is a, this is, An intriguing thing because the brand kind of lives in and out and it lives in an ecosystem. So maybe you can talk a little bit about, you know, what lessons there are in your book, Personal Brand Clarity. See, this is another way I can hide behind your book right here. Um, Personal Brand Clarity. Can you talk a little bit about this distinction of internal brand, external environment?
1: So there's always this external environment going on with organizations, right? The economy, What's, what's happening with maybe certain areas of where you're marketing your wares or your products? So all of that is one thing, but then there's this internal environment of the, the entity of the business and what is happening internally. And if we can continue to stay consistent with what we know to be true about who we say we are after going through the process and hang on to that, we have something to hang our hats on, And we can, we can, we can get through almost anything at that external level based on us being true to who we are. If, if we're ebbing and flowing constantly in the brand, in just the the brand's way of being to the external environment, then we're diluting who we say we are to fit. Again, we're trying to be that chameleon to fit what's going on externally and there's a lot of a lot of variables that happen with this, but you have to be really um, true to your commitment to be living on brand and training your people to be in that space and kindly conscious of who you are as a brand.
0: So, so I'm so- just reading in the comments. Great advice, perfect answers, thumbs up. I mean, I think this stuff is resonating. Obviously, you know it resonates. You've you've had it resonate from the platform when you were kind of on the, pl- well, we all used to have like a stage and then there were like these people and they would sit there and they, that was a, that was a crazy days. But um, <laughs> you, it used to resonate in that environment, it resonates in the virtual now. Um, I, you know, I gather the main thing, if we can get people started on you, wow, this is hard to do, uh, is to get this book and they can do that, making my hands out of your name, they can do that on Amazon. So yeah. Personal Brand Clarity on Amazon um, would be the way to go to get the book, but they should visit your website. I mean, they can. Um, do you link? You link to the book on Amazon there too from your website, or, or no? Okay, all right. So, so the easiest thing is go to go immediately to her website, and then you can get the book through that. Uh, so that's one thing. And
1: but there, what I mean, else? I, There's a um, a personal brand Kickstarter toolkit that's free on my website as well. It's called the Kickstarter Toolkit. I mean, that'll help you the the solopreneurs. And, and those people that uh, are lead, emerging leaders and you know want to build out their own brand and really uncover what that is and self-actualize into it, that's a great oh product. Oh,
0: my gosh. People want it on Audible. Is it on Audible? Sure. Sure. Let's put some pressure on her. I think it. It Oh, you think so? All right.
1: Good. Right. All right. If it's on Amazon, generally, the, eventually, they put it on Audible. No well,
0: no. Who voices it? You have to have a voice to get it on Audible.
1: It's not me. All right. All right.
0: <laughs> I had to voice all my own books oh. to get them on Audible. So uh, yeah, so check it out. If it's not on Audible, complain to uh to uh you know Suzanne. She she'll take care of you right there. Let That'll me be my sure next that, project. Let me make sure that I have a place where you can complain to her for it not being on audible right there. <laughs> Write her there and say it's not on audible. I don't care what you said on the Michelli show. It's all uh, right. if it's,
1: I have enough people that want it, I'll do it.
0: All right, good enough. Yeah. That so but yeah, it's, it's interesting because the trend in the industry in my books now is a lot of people are listening to them. The, the auditory mm-hmm. word has happened. All right, so mm-hmm. let's talk about beyond going to your website and determining whether this book is on Audible or not. What else uh, will they find on the website? So you talked about that toolkit. So this complimentary toolkit exists, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so that's a, a good thing. And it
1: has a, the personal brand assessment tool in it as well. Mm-hmm. And so does the book, but it's, it's gonna be in a larger format so you can actually <laughs> read it and fill it out. And in several other fun things like a multi-sensorial brand assessment where you can go through and kind of identify um, some of the attributes that you think you have and how would they would actually show up in all through all the senses, because that's a big part of making your brand a gestalt experience. And you want to look into all that. And then that's what makes it so fun and creative. I mean, you could really get super creative. It just opens up Pandora's box.
0: All right. So people are asking me to put your website on the on the screen. So now I this okay, so now I'm going to pick a bone with you. So this is the website I send everybody to, brandascension.com. And then I find that you have another website. So I need to understand what when do I send people to brandascension.com, which they're seeing there, right? And mm-hmm. when do I send them to personal brand presence Com. Personal
1: brand presence is the landing page for my online course to develop your personal brand presence. It's I'm so excited about this course. It's five modules. There's 14 lessons in it. You see me, I narrate the whole thing, I walk you through the whole thing. It's so powerful. So that's that you can get there from the website as well, but this is the landing page that will kind of talk you through what what's So if all you're we-
0: thinking, if you're thinking, I just want to kind of get a sense of who she is, what is all offered then we go to your your other website right we go to brandascension.com that's
1: everything right? i do
0: that's the one scrolling but if you're particularly interested in getting a course kind of a mm-hmm. you know get to learn from you vis-a-vis a course really well designed modules on personal branding and how to get your brand to show up and be world class and and develop a mantra knowing your why all that kind of stuff yes no Yes. That what happens there? okay
1: Yes. All right. Cool. I feel like
0: now I, I'm understanding the architecture of the thing, so that's good. All right, we're up, we're about at time. So we we I think we've we've given them a little morsel so of the kind of content uh, that they could get from you. Um, there's the course, obviously, at personal brand presence. There. Um, there's the toolkits at brand ascension brand Let me switch that around so we have the 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 major uh, opera now, So we have that available, and then we go the other way. That's the main location. And then if people want to um, take the course, that is scrolling beneath. Let me check anything else in the comments before I go to our thank you for that clarity. Huh, clarity. <laughs> what a word. Thank you in the comments for using the word of the day. Feel like Identify,
1: define, and be- and align to who you want to be known for.
0: All right. All right. So it's time for the lightning round. I warned you. I don't always warn people. I must like you or something because I there are people I foist (laughs) the lightning. They have no idea what's about to happen to them. And they're just good sports. So here we go. Uh, And you'll be a good sport, even though you've been forewarned. Uh, Let me take all of your stuff off. People know how to find you now. I don't need to have all that cluttering the screen, cluttering people's minds. We're shooting for clarity. Can
1: I be afraid?
0: yeah, so here we go. So let me um, let me the lightning round is just some personal stuff, which is so easy. Sometimes I have to hunt and to find this stuff about people who are guests. Not you, man. It's right out there on your website. So here we go. Uh, react to this.
1: Oh, that's a lemon drop. It's my favorite cocktail.
0: Nothing <laughs> <laughs> like starting with the booze. Right? Every Friday booze. night.
1: Every Friday. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. I do. I make them myself with agave, and it's awesome.
0: All right. That's, that's enough information on that one. Which of <laughs> these is really your preference? Which is really? Because you're, you're a little on the fence on this one, and I want to know, which is more you? Black. Yeah. But you like you like periwinkle. Isn't that what it's called? Or is that, yeah. I
1: do like periwinkle. It's, it's an unusual color. A lot of people really don't recognize periwinkle. Um, but, but but when you think about black, too, black is the combination of all colors from you know, the press, you know, when you're doing printing, So I like to be all of that. And when you talk about light, it's white, because white is the combination of all light value. <laughs> so it's interesting. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Somebody more noted that even though I'm doing a lightning round and torturing you, I will not bully you. That, so, they, so they're so they listening to what you had not to say earlier. I will not bully you. I've, so far, I've just showed that you drink. Lemon drops, and you have a preference for black over periwinkle, though both of them are things you very much enjoy. And so, tell us the story behind this.
1: That's my gal. That's what I wanted to grow up to be. I was her several times for Halloween. Joan Jet, man, she she was. So my, do you
0: can you sing? Can you sing?
1: I well, I think I can sing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but not. But you don't have an audience of people who accept that uh, you can. Um, sing.
1: They, I on, have on been a part known like Joan Jet. I have been known to get on band stages at bars and sing a song with the singer.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that could be after how many lemon drops? I mean, I think we could bring this all full circle.
1: I think it just takes really one. I, mean, okay, I, well,
0: just, I okay, one one's one lemon drop and you're, you're Joan Jet. I got it. All right, <laughs> let's uh final thing. Um, without the H, right? Without the H, J- John, without the H, just your <laughs> reaction to that. John, yeah, (laughs) oh, that's your hubby, right? He's been around a while.
1: He's been around a while. Yeah, we Uh, celebrated our 20th anniversary last year, but didn't get to go to New Zealand because of COVID. They wouldn't let us in. Dang,
0: dang them, dang them, dang! Yeah, the New Zealand those those, they were definitely not playing. The Kiwis were not playing with letting people in. (laughs) So, all right. Well, that is the all the time we had today. Please, please, please. Uh, go and grab this book, uh, whether it's in front of me, behind me, wherever it is, go grab this book and head over to this website to learn all about her brandascension.com. If you're specifically looking for the course, then you want to go do this at personal brand presence. Uh, you can find the book there. You can find everything else you need to know over at the brand ascension.com website. Okay, that's, that's all the time I have for you, lady. I can't, Thank I can't you. wait I any more time you time today. Thank you so much, I'm so honored that you are here. Let me tell you who's gonna be here in the weeks to come. Oh my gosh, uh, Tracy Grammer. Tracy Grammer is a songwriter extraordinaire. She's such a literate, innovative person. She went to Berkeley and, and, and can write, and she writes a song a week under a new challenge on YouTube. Uh, Real songs, they put a prompt out and each week she creates it. My goal for our conversation with her is maybe to hear a little bit of her music, but more importantly, to hear what it takes to be willing to go to her internal voices and create and just trust the creative process. So that's that. Blueprint, Douglas Conant, are you kidding? Does he know who he's hanging out with? I mean, seriously, this guy's going down market in a big way with me. Uh, Douglas is crazy brilliant. Formerly the CEO of Nabisco, formerly the CEO of Campbell Soup, he's done it all. He is amazing uh, and a great leader. His book, Blueprint, is the bomb. I include him in my new book, Stronger Through Adversity, and he has some great insights. Very Brene Brownish uh, in some of his thinking. So um, Then over there in Colorado, I'm going back to Colorado again, got Sue. Suzanne in Colorado, but in Colorado as well, um, I have Bovine Metropolis up in Denver. They're an improv uh, company. They have their own improv theater. Been there a long time. I studied improv for them back in the days when I was in Colorado. A lot of very nifty, nifty lessons. Um, I'm wiping out where they're with the dates of them because I'm still with brand ascension. But on the 11th of March, we're gonna talk about improvisation and applying the yes and kind of mindset to what you do in business. And then finally, New York Cares and Gary Bagley is going to be with us on the 18th, Uh, so we're just covering a month. We've got people lined up in May, so we're so honored that people... Join us on. Uh, Gary Bagley is in charge of New York Cares. They are one of the largest nonprofits in New York City. How they mobilized in the early onset of the pandemic is remarkable. The collaboration between the community and this nonprofit is inspiring. And we're going to talk about leadership from a nonprofit perspective because we often leave them out. That's everything for today. I want to thank those of you who joined us. Uh, Plenty of uh, interaction on the chat. And please, if you'd share this with somebody, I would be so so grateful. And in fact, what we normally do is when people do share it and they hashtag us on it, we take all of those and we kind of raffle out a book. In other words, I send a book out to somebody who has uh, shared this with their audiences over the course of the week. So if you would do that, uh, I would be very, very, very pleased for that. With that, I have nothing else to say today other than hasta la vista. We'll see you next week on Michelli's